So obviously want to talk about foundry music and some hometown turf and get your guys' opinion on a couple things. But first things first, talking to Mark and Mark, and I'm I'm curious about how the name game goes within the band. Like, who gets the last name treatment? Because you can't even go Mark B. Oh, wait, no, we're both Mark B. Like, how does the name game work out with you guys? Who gets the last name treatment? Who gets called Marky? How does that break down for the band? We can't even go middle name. We're both MRBs. Oh, my Mr. God. B's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know if Mark, Mark Bowles is going to gonna like me to say this publicly or whatever but i call him marky like he's my kid because i love him so much <laughs> so i call him marky but he always I responds so i don't know Everybody what the hell he thinks about that <laughs> so it's bowls that gets the marky treatment or just you get to call him that we can't call him that yeah i, I think I, i'm the only one that calls him that i call him marky and he, i don't know what he calls me probably bad names <laughs> <laughs> well what did no, the other no no what do the other guys in the band call you when they're like, hey, Mark, like, do you both turn around or how does that work? I think we call Mark Bowles Bowles. I think the guys call him Bowles. So I'm going to roll with that just to, to help separate things. Bowles and Mark. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me. Tell me about the uh, the current temperature. I mean, not really, but like what's going on in, in Vegas these days in this COVID society and world we're living in? Like, I hear the, the gaming's going on, but not so much on the music entertainment side of things yet. Uh, yeah, that's true. You know, Mark um, Bowles works in the industry uh, a good bit more than I do outside of Foundry, so I'm going to let him take that one. Yeah, there's not much happening. There's a few small, tiny shows starting up, and a couple of big ones tried to start up, but we just got new restrictions now. You can only have 50 people, so that keeps it small. So I'm not doing much of anything right now, but uh, recording and writing music, and that's that's all good. I got to imagine it's probably one of the longest layoffs for you, Bowles, being a performer for so long, like one of the longest stretches without performing. It's been really weird. It's like a Twilight Zone. It's like a bad science fiction movie. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on. It's just the weirdest time in my life that I've ever seen. And I've lived pretty long. Plenty of material to write about, I would imagine, as uh, as you said, you're doing a lot of writing and certainly a lot of uh, content to write about. You have to find something positive. I don't want to write about negative stuff. No, but it's, it's, it's all good. We're just waiting for this to be over, get the vaccine out there and, and get everybody back to normal. So, I mean, people are just as starved to hear music as we are to play it. So You know, it's, it's crazy, too. Not crazy, but crazy good that Vegas is really kind of over the past, I don't know, decade or so. You guys could certainly speak to it more, but it feels like a real hard rock, heavy metal hotbed and, and certainly a lot of bands coming out there. And then people transplanting there like the, the late, great Vinnie Paul was living out there and Corey Taylor now and Five Finger. And talk about the, the, the rock scene in Vegas. And, and has it been about 10 years now? Yeah, I've only been here for five, but uh, yeah, the five years I've been here, it's been filling up with more and more rock people, and uh, there's a really large well of, of musicians here now, so, uh, you know, if we had somewhere to, to do something, do some shows, we'd, we'd be rocking. And you were talking about uh, writing music. I hope, I hope one of those in the writing is some new Foundry music on the works, maybe a new album. We are. We're just getting ready to go in and record with the producer, Colin Bretan. Okay, working with him again? Yes, we are, yeah. We're getting ready to go in the studio next month uh, with him in L.A. Hopefully they'll let us into L.A. (laughs) (laughs) And then so... So, Yeah, next month we're going to be recording with him, yeah. And then new album in in 2021 at some point, maybe spring, May, somewhere around there? Um, Mark, what do you think? Well, really what we've been doing is um, 
we, we've just been releasing singles. We haven't really been getting into the album-oriented stuff. Another kind of status of the industry is, uh, you know, we're in the singles game. But um, we just release them literally like every three months or so. So we'll record in uh, December. We'll release our first one in January. And then every every two to three months after that. And we're going in to record four songs. So that typically lasts us about a year. That's like our cycle these days. So kind of a steady drip rather than, you know, here, take yep. an album all at once. Exactly right. With a steady drip. And then we do um, some remakes and we kind of have some fun um, in our own studio. We work with a, a local, I wouldn't call him a producer, but an engineer. Uh, he's like our guy. We, we've done some remakes and we'll, we'll do that on our own and not go to the big studio and work with Colin. Two or three of those a year. And it ends up being nearly 10 songs a year. And we just, like you said, we steady drip it. Love it. And certainly loving and been rocking the single Intoxicated. That's certainly a tune that you took and worked with Colin. And talk about that tune a little bit. Yeah, lyrically, I'm going to let Mark take that one. You know, it was uh, kick ass. Here we are, guitar player. He's a, he's a really good songwriter. Also, We all collaborate on this stuff. And uh, he kind of came up with the verses on that. And I came up with the chorus. You know, we just put it all together. And I went to Colin and had him put the icing on the cake. And uh, I think it came out great. Yeah, I love it. Just a, a regular old rock song. Like we get so caught up in, in genres and, and subdivisions of, you know, death metal and metal core and all this. It's like, let's just have some rock and roll. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's a good rocker. It's got a good, good uh, feel to it. We like it. And you guys had mentioned the, the covers, which I was enjoying and uh, wanted to talk about a few of those and, and the Pink Floyd cover and Money, obviously a, a big, big song and a little bit of a different take on it. But let me spin it a little bit differently. It, you guys obviously are Pink Floyd fans. So is it uh, Roger Waters or, or Gilmore? Who do you pick? Who who do you prefer more out of the two? That's, you know, they, they go, you know, it's like butter on bread. You can't have one or the other, really. I mean, they're both great. But so, come on, uh, pick one, pick one. Feet to the fire, gun to the head, pick one. I'm pleading the fifth. Oh, come on. <laughs> like I said, Roger Waters is more of a workaholic. He keeps he keeps on plugging plugging shows and, and working nonstop. I don't hear much out of Gilmore, but I love Gilmore's guitar playing. And his voice, man. Uh, yeah, both. Yeah, absolutely. And cool to see the uh, Lady Gaga <laughs> cover in Poker Face and kind of cool to uh, to do that juxtaposition, you know, to a female song and then doing a male voice on it, but also a real rocker, like an actual pop star that's a real rock fan. Yeah, there was a lot of things that went into that one. We worked with another guy, a uh, producer friend of ours on that one. He was pretty influential on, on picking it, and he kind of... He kind of matched it uh, with Foundry. We had the uh, we have the money thing, and then the money song, and then the poker face song, and it was kind of like money poker Vegas. You know, he was kind of on that trip, and then yeah, uh, Lady Gaga is really is a she's weird, but she's a great singer. You know, Mark's a great singer too, so we we, we thought it was a good fit, and we made we made fun of, with it. You know, it was uh, a little weird to. Um, when it was brought to our attention, that was the song he wanted to do with us. He's like, hey, I like you guys. I uh, just caught your, caught your last show. Let's, let's work together. And we're like, okay, cool, great. And then whenever he presented that song, we were like, uh, okay, <laughs> can we sleep on it and get back to you? But it, 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 uh, it worked out well, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, and people like it when we do it live. They, they're kind of, uh, you know, if they haven't heard us do it before, they kind of step back for two seconds and then they're into it so yeah yeah i think that was yeah, the, re the reaction i had too like wait what oh oh this is cool 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every, there, there, there's a little bit like he, like Mark said for two two seconds. There's kind of a mixed reaction, like really. But then <laughs> the girls kind of start shaking around, and the guys go, "Oh, yeah, this is pretty okay," you know. And then by the time the uh, the uh, first verse kicks in, everybody's grooving. Pretty cool. I love it. You know, and speaking of the band, uh, being a, a music nerd, like being a guy that's into different bands and discovering new music and learning about your band, I, I was kind of curious to see some uh, some uh, lineup changes. Is Nico playing bass now? Nico Gemini? Yes. Yeah. yeah Nico, Nico Gemini is our new guy. And did he move out from L.A.? Because I know him as the guitarist in Davey Suicide. Right. Is he doing double yeah, duty, you know or did he pick? Or I don't, I don't even know if he lived in L.A., Mark, do you know? Oh, has he yeah, been in Vegas yeah, the whole time? Yeah. Well, when we got with him, he was already living here, but he did move out uh, not too long ago. Okay, yeah, so he hasn't been in Vegas very long then. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely living um, in Vegas. That was something we were struggling with a little bit because we've had some great players, and a couple of them didn't live in Las Vegas, which was okay to a point, but our schedule was getting more demanding, and we just... It became a requirement that we had that we uh, have a local guy, you know. So I remember when we auditioned Nico, he was just like there, knew the material, he just killed it, and you know left us kind of huffing and puffing, really. And we were like, okay, this is our dude. And yeah, he's he's in Vegas. He's um, he's as is is close to anyone else in the group as far as you know proximity and you know being able to uh, rehearse and record and everything. It's, it's, yeah, it's the, nice. the chemistry, it just clicked right away, man. The, the chemistry yeah. is all good. And do you guys, I mean, is he doing double duty or is he done with Davey? Do you guys know? I'm not really sure. I think they're um, maybe transitioning. Um, I'm, I'm not really, really, really sure. But he's um, he's been... Um, hasn't mentioned it much like like that they were active i think they're in a uh in between gotcha. uh, stage you know yeah gotcha, gotcha okay cool i just saw his face and went wait yeah. a minute i know that dude from this band and trying to get yeah. the uh, the background on that appreciate all the time guys and, and speaking of background bowls if we could talk a little a little background obviously i wanted to talk a little ingve malmstein and all the time that you had spent with <laughs> him and and kind of curious like oh, okay we all know the guy with the fender strat and shredding away and, and smoking coming off of the guitar but can you talk about him a little bit as a as an, a person like a, as a humanize him so to speak like what's he into does he laugh does he joke does he fart like what kind of guy is he like i feel like i know nothing about him other than he shreds yeah he's like a spoiled teenager he's always been like that since i met him uh you know i met him in 1985 started working with him the first gig i did with him was at open stadium day on the green opening for scorpions it was pretty incredible but he was like a a spoiled teenager then, and he's still he's still like that. Maybe he's more spoiled now. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun uh, playing live and and recording and stuff was always fun. But uh, it's hard, kind of hard to be around all the time because uh, you know he's just uh, you know I don't want to say bad things. Everybody always asks me the same questions. Is he really an asshole? <laughs> well, he can be. He can be, but he can be a nice guy too. You just have to catch him at the right time. But. Um, Really talented individual, and uh, he was yeah. He burned up the guitar for a lot of years, and uh, I did I did four albums with him on and off over the years. And uh, I thought maybe he would grow up, but he he's he's not. He's one of those people that never grows up. And that's that's either good or bad, however you want to look at. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've obviously heard those rumors too, and was trying to take a more positive approach to it. But any any specific stories, like I don't know, drinking a beer with him, hanging out, watching. Uh, he probably doesn't want to watch football, but something more kind of like 
dudes hanging out rather than him with a guitar around his neck? When he moved to Florida, he moved to Miami at, at one point, and uh, he, he bought a big house and uh, built a studio in there, and we started recording the you know, most of the album parts there. We, we, we've gone to Criteria in Miami, the big place to record the drums, and record all the tracks at his house. The only problem is we'd sit around all day, and all he wanted to do was drink beer and play video games. Ah. And then he'd say, oh, let's, let's take a break, then we'd go get the Mexican food and drink a lot of margaritas, come <laughs> back, play more video games. It'd be around midnight, 1 a.m., and he'd say, okay, let's get to work. <laughs> and that pretty much was the, the whole time that I worked with him in his home studio. So, yeah, he, he's a lover of video games, totally. And, and beer and Mexican food, apparently. <laughs> yes, totally. He doesn't drink anymore. He had, he had to give it up. He, he drank a lot. He drank a, a lifetime worth of beer in, 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 I don't know, the first 10 or 15 years. So he quit. Uh, he drinks Diet Coke now. Ah. He's a Diet coke <laughs> What are you guys <laughs> drinking? What's, what's your drink of choice? No, oh, I like a little bit of everything, but I'm I'm more of a moderation kind of a guy. I'll have a beer, I'll have I'll have some whiskey, I'll have wine. Uh, I like tequila. I like it all, but you know I don't overdo it. I don't like to you know wake up with a hangover. That's just not my thing. Yeah, I feel you with that. How about for you, Mark? What, what's your? Do you have a weapon of choice when it comes to drinking? I'm an occasional beer, uh, occasional Cabernet guy, occasional being maybe once a month. Pretty light, pretty, pretty light, light drinker. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a big coffee drinker. Ah, there we go. Yeah. I get, I get pretty, it's, it's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just started getting into yeah, the too. cold brews and stuff. Oh, the cold brews? Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are particularly, particularly good. We live in a, in such a hot climate, uh, iced and cold, anything is good. And when the coffee, they're really getting the dial in the coffee down pretty good. Yeah, I can't drink hot coffee anymore. I'm just like, just give it to me cold. Unless it's, you know, 20 below outside, I, I want cold coffee. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we have a pretty good crew with, uh, with uh, coming, coming from a group that wrote uh, a song, Intoxicate. We have a pretty, we have a pretty mellow uh, group of guys when it comes to the uh, intoxication uh, world. Yeah, I thought there might be something uh, a little bit more. It's more about the, the female intoxication, maybe. Yeah, you know what's funny? We've been getting we've been getting a little bit of grief online about uh, the line in the song that says "intoxicate like a disease," and we have this disease virus thing oh, going all around. Brother, <laughs> people are giving us hell about it. Oh God, <laughs> it's so funny, unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Hey, uh, Bulls. One other thing. One other old thing I wanted to hit you with. Uh, you spent some time in uh, Dawkin. Yes, I did. Can you talk about that <laughs> time period? You know, I've known Don for many, many years, uh, since the 80s. Not really good, but he was doing a new album a few years back, and uh, he needed somebody to sing the backup, so he called me up. Actually, a producer guy called me up and got in touch with me. And I went over, and, and I did all the backgrounds on the album, and he was fighting with the bass player at the time. And uh, he uh, kind of wanted me to play bass on the album, but then he just played bass himself. Don played the bass. Uh, he still gave the bass player credit. But then he said, well, we're going to do some live shows. You want to play bass? Didn't you used to play bass? I said, yeah. Do you want to play bass? I said, yeah, sure. Why not? So, uh, yeah, I, I skipped one part. Uh, before that happened, I was out actually doing uh, acoustic shows with him. I started doing some, uh, just me and him with two acoustic guitars, going out and playing all over Canada and the United States. We did that for about a year and a half, and then we did the album. 
And then I started playing bass with them. And I played bass with them for a couple of years with Wild Mick and, and John Levin. A great band. Yeah. Sad to see Mick but, retired. Uh, yeah, he retired. He's he's getting up there and he just uh, he just got tired of all this, you know, crap that goes on. You know, when you're not on the uh you're not on the tour bus on the big multi million dollar tour, it's it can be, you know, kinda hectic traveling around and flying out for dates, flying to Sweden for one show and flying back and it gets kinda hectic, uh if you're getting older, but um, I love it. I love traveling. I don't mind at all. But um, Don, Don just got kind of, he doesn't take care of himself enough, and uh, he's just not really serious about it anymore. And so I kind of bailed on it. I was doing so many other things, too. So we, we parted on good terms. We're still friends. The other 22 hours, the two hours on stage are for free, right? <laughs> no, the pay, actually, the pay was good. The paychecks were good with talking, but um, it was kind of, you know, it was just fly dates mostly, fly out for the weekend fly uh, you know here fly there and he's uh he's not taking care of himself good enough for that so his performance is suffering a lot so you really got to you know being a singer i'm a singer so i know it's a physical thing and you have to really be in good shape and you have to get the right amount of rest and you have to take care of yourself if you want to perform good and, you know it's that's just the way it is in your 20s you can get away with you know abusing yourself and uh and not sleeping and, you know, staying up all night and partying and, and singing the next day. But when you get older, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, great points. And uh, two, two questions for you, Bulls. Speaking of vocals, is, is that something you're just born with? Is that just a God-given gift? Or is that something that you can actually, you know, if you put in the time, like with guitar, you can get better and get good at? Or is, or is vocals just a God-given gift? Well, it starts out as a gift, but it's what you do with it is where, you know, it's going to lead you where you're going to go because you can improve. Everybody can improve, but you, you have to start off with something. It is a God-given talent. I was really blessed, and I just started singing along with the radio when I was like four or five years old, and, and I just never stopped after that. I just, uh, that was my, te- the radio was my teacher. And how about singing and playing versus just singing? Is that any different for you, especially playing bass? You don't see a whole lot of bass singers i mean i know you're not in foundry but over the years you know that's a story i've heard so many times but if you think about it is getty lead is paul mccartney i mean the list is very long of lead singing bass players but um there's many of them but yeah it, it's a different thing you kind of you kind of it's a split brain kind of a thing so uh i i prefer to just sing if i if i have the choice because you can really concentrate on that and i really dig into it I think a little more than I can when I'm playing because it's only using my whole brain and not just half of it. <laughs> but it's fun for me. It's fun for me to play bass too because it reminds me of being a kid because that's how I started out. I started out as a teenager playing bass and singing. So every time I pick up bass, I feel like a kid again. So how can you, you know, how can you put a value on that? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what it's all about is being a kid and and living that dream and being on stage and performing and rocking out and with your bandmates and everything. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, I'm sure you guys are rehearsing like crazy, but nothing nothing compares to being on that live stage with the crowd and everyone there, I imagine. No, no, because it's, it's, it's something that people try to describe, but it's indescribable, actually. It's like the electricity you get from the audience. It's the it's energy, it's the power, it's, a, and it's the exchange of energy from the band to the people to the people to the band. There's no, no feeling that's that good. There's no drug that can give you that feeling. <laughs> guys, I appreciate all the time. One last question I had for you, kind of a, a, a pick'em question, so I hope we get a little bit more uh, insight into who you guys are as fans and kind of get out of the, the realm. We've been kind of talking, you know, about some 80s with Malmsteen and, and Dokken. I want to go into the 90s for a second. For the 90s, it kind of ruled 90s rock radio at the time. And curious, your favorite out of what I lovingly have called the Flannel Five. 
So <laughs> you can you can kind of see where where this is going, but uh, I need to know your favorite out of the following bands: Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, or Soundgarden. Um, it's easy for me, Alice in Chains. Tell me why, Mark. Tell me why. It's just something about the the group. There's there's magic there. The songs to me are uh, I don't know. It's the diminished chords. It's something about their sound and and their music that just it has a feeling. I I like uplift uplifting stuff, but Alice in Chains was always a little colder and darker. And for some reason that uh, that was like a big change for me to go dark. That that's just it. Jerry Cantrell, uh, Lane Staley, they're awesome. They're just awesome. How about for you, Bowles? Um, that's really tough. I, I would have to go with, for me, it's between STP and Pearl Jam. I really like the energy with STP, and they, they really had a sound that was kind of a little different than everybody else. But so did Pearl Jam. They were, all five of them were great, though. I mean, there's none that I didn't like. Yeah, that's um, the, that's the I, conceit. They're all great, but to pick the, the numero uno out of the one, and ironically, Pearl Jam's kind of like the last man standing out of the bunch, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Nirvana was lightning in the bottle for sure. I mean, they have so many number ones and were so wildly popular. Um, certainly don't dislike them. Uh, you're right. They are the last men, uh, last men standing. <laughs> and what a great, talented band, Pearl Jam. Yeah. And still putting out new music. And, and although <laughs> they got they got screwed this year like everybody else did, but still putting out sure. music and doing arenas and, and performing at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, we'll see them. Uh, we'll see them again, which is which is cool. And STPs come back in in, a, in another form. And I think I saw them like a year ago. They were great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and I like what Alice is doing with uh, William Duvall on vocals. He's done two or three albums now, which have been really strong. And adding a second mm-hmm. guitar when they play live, giving them a little crunchier yeah. sound. Guys, I yeah. appreciate all the time. Last question for you: Get outside of music. It's kind of a, a fill in the blank question, and it goes like this. When it comes to blank, I spare no expense. What's the one thing you got to have? Is it coffee? Did we already touch on it? Or is there something else? <laughs> you go first, Mark. <laughs> I, I, can I have a multiple choice? <laughs> it's equipment and coffee for me. Equipment, I, I'm buying equipment all the time. I'm buy, always buying microphones and guitars and, and more software for the computer. And But I never stop with the coffee. I'm an espresso guy, so ah. uh, I'm about six seven espressos a day jesus are you really that much yeah you know what we need to do an intervention on you young man <laughs> this is out of control I just, <laughs> I just finished one right now i made one just before the interview <laughs> um, okay we'll talk later yeah espressos <laughs> after the sundown wow for for me i i think it's gear and um sleep <laughs> like I don't. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm into like beds and pillows and getting a good night's sleep. I'm like kind of obsessed with it. Coffee and sleep. Do you have I any? Do you have any sleeping? I'm, try, tips? I'm trying to survive on three hours of sleep. I'm not there yet. I'm like at six. Do you have any sleeping tips? Do you have to have a dark room? Shade. Eye, eye shades. Absolutely. Earplugs. Absolutely. Pitch black. You can. Ne- you cannot get a more comfortable bed. Like I don't care. Try them all out. Buy the one that is like a marshmallow to you, like a cloud, and buy the bed. You got to have a super comfortable bed, and um, 
you know, I think also kicking ass during the day, you know, like really wearing yourself out so that when you lay down, you're gone. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty important. I got, all, I got a whole list, but it, it'll take all night for me to explain it to you. But get a good bed, damn it. Beautiful. Guys, I appreciate all the time. Sounds Thanks good. Lot, brother. Thank you so okay, much for man. the time. You Have too. a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dude, you rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow me on the socials at MikeZ967. Follow me. I'll follow you back. Lastly, don't miss the show. Saturday nights at 11 p.m., Wired in the Empire on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in Southern California. Always streaming online at kcalfm.com. Adios.